you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teaching. If you remain truth, and truth will set you free. But you are returning to David. You don't betray your friend, and what do you mean you accept truth? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is a part of the family forever. If the son sets you free, you are free indeed. Okay, I, I love I love the look here. We got a lot of red going on. We've got some loot matching t-shirts up front. This is this is great. I, I absolutely love this. Get your Lutheran pride on today. Um, I will admit, though, this does remind me a bit of a football game. Um, it's, a, it's like a pep rally or something. Like uh, we're all coming to sing songs that we all know, just like at like a game. Uh, we're all wearing the team colors. You even got shirts with like our star player on it. We've got Luther's face right on it. We've got like take a picture with a cutout of Luther. He's like our mascot or something. It's it's wild. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think I think there's something to this. However, with all the team pride, uh, I worry sometimes that we can lose sight of the message that is truly central to our identity as Lutherans, right? Protestants, reformers, whatever you want to call us. Um, most importantly, what we are is disciples. Thankfully, we have a teaching from Jesus today that helps us better understand that true deepest, most substantial aspect of our identity. And as great as Luther is, and as waving the flag can be of Luther, it's critical that we remember, uh, Luther is not the star of this show. Jesus. It's Jesus. It's always the answer to every, like, you know, children's thing. It's Jesus. That's who we're here to worship. Christ is Lord, and Jesus is the highest thing. So, that's what I'm going to talk about today. And the gospel lesson today for Reformation Sunday is about freedom found in Christ. Which is great because I think for many of us when we hear the Reformation story about Luther, when you think about how he started the wheels turning and set his ancestors, our ancestors free from this, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it. At the, when we look back on it, we talk about sometimes it sounds like we're being set free from the, the oppressive, stuffy, corrupt, misguided institution of its day. And maybe that's how it feels right now, yes. But is that what it was in its time? I don't know if that's as accurate. Maybe a bit. Today's story about being free through discipleship, the imitation of the Jesus way, Jesus is talking to believers. He's talking to fellow Hebrew people and says to them that they are all slaves and that through him they will receive true freedom. And the people around him are understandably like, Here you've got some new approach that you're talking about. Not slaves, Jesus. We're descendants of Abraham. So are you. We're not slaves. We're actually uh, like the chosen people. We're definitely not slaves. What do you mean? Look at Abraham, right? Abraham was chosen by God and said, "You're going to be me. You're going to be you, and I'm going to be God, and we're going to be together. And I'm going to bless the whole world through you and your descendants." So we're the descendants. What are you talking about? And then Jesus talks about being slaves to his people. Missing the mark. Rather than following his way, you will no longer miss that mark, and that is true freedom. I think anybody would struggle with someone telling you. Imagine someone saying, Hey, the guest preacher today, they're coming to the 
results have not been good, and they'll tell you the answer. Come on, it's always been red. What are you talking about? What do you mean? You know, we're not going to pop on to something like this. What do you mean? We're not so keen to hear somebody say, hey, the way you're doing it, undoubtedly going to fail. Let's try this out. Try this on us. In fact, they argued with you. After this passage is over, the argument continues. There's still discourse and debate over, who gave you this authority? Who do you think you are? Sorry, what are you, what are you getting at making me the center of this story? And Jesus is going, I'm not talking about some bold or brave new thing, but you keep taking offense. I understand. And I think what they're taking offense with is, he's on a different team at this point. He's saying he's not on their team. He's saying the Abraham thing ain't going to do it. And that's not fair. That doesn't sit right. This is someone saying the Luther thing ain't going to do it. The Luther way is not sufficient. Because we know that in the story because 
You know what Jesus does after all of this arguing? He keeps saying, what do you, no, tell me, tell me, but you can't hear it. It came from me. Finally, he stops. And he says, you're the worst. You're never going to get in. I condemn you. Look. He heals a blind person. He gets a blind person said, He's like, okay, I'm done arguing about this. I'm going to go do something good. I'm going to keep telling the good news. Jesus leaves. He goes and he helps someone. See, Jesus isn't anti-Abraham. He isn't anti-this or anti-that. He's pro-good news. And that's what true freedom is. And who does Jesus go about freeing immediately and all that he does? He's talking with religious folks and having discourse. He goes, I'm sorry, I'm done with this. I need to go help those who are bound. I need to help those who are lost. I need to help those who are on the outside, those who are sick, those who are hungry, those who are in need of love. That's what I'm going to go about doing. Our tradition is actually no different. Luther, in his youth, was not putting the 95 theses on a Catholic church door just to be a critic, just to start a debate. He wanted to reform the church. Not leave it. Not spread off and start a new one. He wanted to help people draw closer to God. He wanted to try to illuminate aspects of God's character that was revealed in Jesus Christ. That he felt were being kept from people who need to hear it most. We have Jesus who gets to help people. We have Luther now who decides, I'm going to advocate for the poor, for the people who are illiterate, for the people who are afraid, afraid of hellfire, the people who feel they are on the outside of God's love, people like Luther himself. He thought the same thing. I can't be good enough if this is the good news. He wanted to help people understand the Scriptures and talk them in ways that before had left them out left many people out, and he began this reformation, not to divide, but to repair, to illuminate, to share, to proclaim, to highlight the good news of Jesus Christ. Not freedom from sin, but freedom to the people of God, and we can follow him in that. Which leads me to my point. The big reformation is under attack. Retriever of a person. It's like a family. Ah, oh, that's Lexi, you know. But 
Are we going to cancel? No, because we have like 200-some people expressed interest in our Facebook post about it from around the community. The day came, it rained again, as usual, but did we cancel? No. No, this congregation went for it. We braved the rain for the sake of hospitality. We braved the wind and the cold for the sake of loving our community, connecting with our community. Because we are pro-community. We endured the wet, we endured the rain, we endured it all. And challenged by choice, we were going to connect face-to-face with people who are looking for a connection with people of